Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li I'm listening to 49 of Rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you, and the bye week is over. Thank God, right? Like, life is better when we have 49ers football. It, it, even when the 49ers <laughs> have a rough outing, and it doesn't go over well, and whatever, fill in the blank, I don't care. Um, I want football. That's what we're here for. And we, we've got five down. We got 12 left minimum. Now we're fighting for more. Now, today's going to be a fun episode because I've got a lot of stuff that I really want to talk about. And we're going to kind of use the John Lynch interview um, with NBC and Matt Mayoko as some launching points. Now, as always, if you have questions, I want questions. I, I, I want to spend some time because we don't usually get to do this. Usually after a game, I have so many notes <laughs> that there's no I don't get through half of my notes. Um in another part of my life, maybe next year, I'll be able to do more shows. Um and I, I don't know, we'll see what that looks like because I, I never get to cover what I want to cover. But today is is great because we didn't have a game. We don't have like detailed, you know, notes and stuff from press conferences and all those things. No, no, no. Here's what I want. I want us to dig in. I want us to get deep. I, I want us to wrestle with a lot of these issues that are on the forefront of our imagination, you know, with, with our thoughts. We're two and three. The 49ers are two and three currently. 49ers are a game out of the playoffs, like whoop-de-doo. 12 games left. We're fine. Now, our division, that's not so fine. Our division's just stupid. Uh, you know, I put this out there, and I usually do this every single week where I go through and I talk about, you know, the different divisions records, okay, and kind of what that looks like. And it usually gets bad because the NFC West every single time is all the way at the top of the list, okay? Now, this was before Monday Night Football. Now, uh, the Monday Night Football game, let's see here, uh, the Titans beat, um, Titans won, they beat the Bills, so that's going to affect it a little bit. Let's start at the bottom, okay? These are the divisional records of every division. AFC South, 7-16. and Dead last. AFC East, 8-14. and 14. Now, they lost. AFC East, the Buffalo Bills lost, so that's 8-15 and 15 now. NFC East, 10-14. and 14. Always been a trash division. Still is a trash division. That's never going to change. Even with the Cowboys, you know, overtime win over New England, still trash. The whole division's trash. NFC North, 11 and 13. Now we're getting somewhere, right? And then we get to the top four divisions, and this is where the powerhouses live. 
AFC West, 14 and 10. And the majority of those losses, we know who they are, right? It's the Kansas City Chiefs. NFC South, 13 and 9. AFC North, 15 and 9. And at the very, very top, the NFC West, 15 and 8. So, like, like, yes, our future is fine. We control our own destiny. There's no doubt about it. Even when in the division, even though the odds are stacked completely against you, I'm not out here trying to say, oh, 40 hours is going to win the division. That's not what I'm saying. Um, and, and no, I don't think we're done. Uh, Barack, he says, we are done, John. Why? We're not done. Um, we have plenty of football left. Now, this game coming up is huge because you have these two teams that are both in kind of a deficit area. Colts are kind of picking it up a little bit. They're playing some good football. You know, recently, which is great. You know, I actually like the Colts just because I see them. DeForest Buckner, obviously, we're going to get a lot of that talk this week. That's fine. I, I love those things. I, I usually pull for them almost every single time whenever they're playing, uh, despite a couple of teams. But whenever you look at this, this is a big game. Okay, not trying to downplay this game at all. The 49ers are four point favorites. Four points. You get three points for being at home. So Vegas and the money's sitting there telling us. 49ers are a better football team than the Colts. And I would be willing to argue, you know, I got to ask, I always get asked to be on, you know, other podcasts, which is awesome. I love that. This year I've had to turn every single one of them down, which breaks my heart. Like I'm one of those people that's like, all right, seize the day. People want to talk to me about football. This is great. I can't do it this year with just all the jobs and everything that's going on. I, I'm a mess. Um, but I'm telling you right now, 49ers are better than the Colts. They're better. Now, are they going to win that game? That's up for debate. That's a debate we can have. And, you know, Fred Warner, he had the awesome quote a while ago that basically said this. Talent doesn't win games. Execution does. And that's where the 49ers have a problem. That's where the 49ers have a problem. Now, I want to jump in, and I thought this was interesting. You know, last episode, I went through and detailed individually where all of the players ranked amongst other people at their positions, right? Like Trent Williams, like where he's at, he's number one amongst tackles, things like that. Fred Warner, I think he was 33rd amongst linebackers, you know, things like that. Now what I want to do is overall groupings, okay? Um, where the offensive pass blocking ranks, where the defensive run defense ranks. Um, and again, this is all pro football focus, not set in stone, but it's a launching point for a conversation that I think is important. And whenever you look at the 49ers and you look at the overall team rating, this is special teams, you know, five different categories on defense, six different categories on offense, all those things combined. The 49ers are the 18th best team in the league. Right smack dab in the middle, a little below average. 16, 17 is average. 18, just out of the race, right? Seven teams get in for each division or each conference, sorry, seven AFC, seven NFC because of the new rules with the playoff structure. We're right outside looking in. So you win a couple more than you lose on the backstretch, you're going to get in. I'm telling you that right now. Um, 10 and 17, you're getting in. You got to get to 10 wins. Now the offense as a whole, we rank 18th right there again. So, you know, as we go through this, keep in mind, where's our record? At the end of the day, you are what your record says you are. We can go through all these stats, and it's interesting. I think it opens up different windows and perspectives into why the 49ers are in the position they're in. But again, the record, 2-3, and three, yeah, we definitely should have won those games, but we didn't. <laughs> That's who you are. That's 18th. Now, our overall passing game, okay, all passing game, this one you got to go way down, way down. 
Overall, our passing game, listen to this, 28th in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. That ain't going to get it. We're ahead of Jacksonville, <laughs> rookie quarterback. We're ahead of the Washington football team with Heineke. We're ahead of the Jets, rookie quarterback. We're ahead of the Steelers, the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger or the fat, overweight skeleton of Ben Roethlisberger's out there, not doing too much good for whatever. Um, and then the 49ers, that, that's where we are. Teams like the Texans and the Bears are ahead of us. The Detroit Lions are ahead of us in the passing game. We've had a lot of issues, whether it's interceptions, whether it's dropped passes, whether it's sacks, pressures, all those things we're missing on. Now, our pass blocking grade, this one's the biggest like head scratcher. And like I started diving into the individual scores of the teams around us, and then it made more sense. We are seventh in the NFL in pass blocking. Now, I know you guys, what in the Mike McGlinchey are you talking about, right? And I get that. I totally get that. Um, and and I'll, I'll say this. The reason why our grading is so high is because we have two elite pass blockers. Trent Williams is off the freaking charts high, so that tilts it, and so does Lakin. Now, yes, we have Mike McGlinchey and Daniel Brunskill who have been atrocious. There's no doubt about that. But our highs are so freaking good with Trent Williams that it's just boosted us up. Um, so that's where we are, seventh there. So receiving-wise, we're still you know, relatively, yeah, okay, 19th, right around average. Running game, and this is where we should be dominating, 21st. And we could play the what-if game. And we'll talk about this in a little bit later. But when Mostert went down, that hurt us. That hurt us bad. And so then it's like, all right, Mostert's down, but we still have Elijah Mitchell, right? We got that. That's fine. Nope, he goes down. Then it was all hell breaks loose because then you still had Hasty. He got hurt the same time. So you went from having a formidable, you know, kind of one-two punch, even with your leftovers. Jeff Wilson's out. Mostert's out. All those guys are out. To having, I'm telling you right now, Trey Serban's not trusted. He got two snaps. He's healthy this week. He got two snaps. It's Elijah Mitchell's show, baby. Jamichael Hasty's coming back off IR. This is great news. We're not going to get any practice reports on Jamichael Hasty because they don't have to release those. Because uh, technically he's still on IR. You don't have to, you just opened up the 21 day practice window. Kyle Shanahan likes to ninja the roster moves, right? He doesn't like detailing any information. He wants to keep it all close to the vest. You're not going to get one peep of Jamichael Hasty news this week. But if you're a fantasy football player and he's still out there, waivers process today, go get your boy. I'm telling you right now, worst case with Jamichael Hasty, he's the third down back. Best case for Jamichael Hasty is. He might get those snaps in front of Elijah Mitchell or at least 1A, 1B type thing. That's best case scenario. I think Elijah Mitchell will be out there first. I think Jermichael Hasty goes out there second and will be the third down back moving forward. But again, man, Kyle Shanahan, you can't jump off of the running game train because you don't feel confident in your pieces that you have, whether that's Trey Lance, whether that's uh, Trey Sermon. Don't, I don't care. They got to play. They got to play. You got to do what you're here for. And so that's been an issue for me. Run blocking-wise, again, we're really high. We're fifth. A lot of that's George Kittle. Again, the elite of the elite. George Kittle run blocking. Trent Williams run blocking. Even Mike McGlinchey run blocking, he has high grades. Yes, he has those misses, but usually in the run game, McGlinchey nails those. So that's the offense. You know, Top five, that's our highest rated anything, is in run blocking. But it's not transpiring to the run game. Because we're not trusting our running backs. We're not trusting our scheme. We're not doing those things. And so, 
you know, we're running Kyle Juszczyk on, you know, <laughs> whatever out of the spread formations. That's just not what gets it done. Now let's jump over to the other side of the ball. Defensively, we are 13th overall if you just look at overall ranking. And if you look at the last couple of weeks, you're saying BS. But remember, we had a couple of those really bad games. Run defense-wise, we're 11th. All right, cool. Right outside the top 10. Tackling, this is our highest-rated defensive trait. We're number six. That's huge. Go back to where... Again, Robert Sala, his year one, his year two, man, we had so many missed tackles. Even when we traded for Quan, right? So many missed tackles. We just didn't have, I don't think we traded for Quan. We just signed him. But sorry about that. I missed that one. Um, but again, we're, we're number six there. And our best tackler, he's coming back soon, baby. Dre Greenlaw, best tackler in the NFL from the linebacker position. Not even close. Pass rush, uh, we're down a little ways. We got 22nd. We got two guys, and that's it. We've got Nick Bosa, who's being double teamed at a higher rate than almost any other player in the NFL. And then we have Eric Armstead, who can get pressures and nothing else. Outside of that, nothing. Um, D Ford, nothing. Yeah, he's got those three sacks. That's awesome. But that was several weeks ago, and he has been a non-factor since then. And so it, that's an issue. Coverage-wise, we're 10th in coverage. A lot of that's our linebackers. A lot of that's our safeties, not our outside corners. So that's where coverage is. And special teams, this is good. This is good, good, good. We're 11th. Probably the biggest takeaway, the biggest positive of all these rankings, this last one, I'm going to be done with rankings, is special teams. And it, 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 it should be higher, but we had those two terrible games that cost us because of all the special teams mistakes. You remember all that crap? <laughs> uh, so uh, you take that for what you want. You look at that. You reassess it. And all right, that gives us a snapshot. That, that lets us see where we are. Now, uh, before we move forward with kind of talking John Lynch and all those things, real quick word from my bookie, baby. Is there anything better? Then sweating out a fourth quarter win and coming away with cash in your pocket. Well, at my bookie there is. Make your first deposit and receive double, twice as much your money before you ever even place a bet. You double your money at my bookie. That's a dollar for dollar match on whatever you throw down up to a thousand dollars. Now with that extra scratch, you can get all in on the biggest games of the week, including the Sunday night matchup Buffalo versus Kansas City, or if you want to bet the 49ers versus Cardinals. There's so much action over there. And as if you needed any other reason to head to mybookie.ag to celebrate the start of Major League Baseball playoffs, go Giants! My bookie is hosting a twenty thousand dollar blackjack blackjack tournament for free. Did you hear that? Twenty thousand dollar blackjack tournament for free. Winning season's here, so get in the game. Get to mybookie.ag now. Use promo code 49ers49ERS to get your double deposit bonus. Or you can scan the QR code on the screen right now. Again, that's promo code 49ERS. So you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right. Now, um, he, I love this. Barack says this. He says, need your address, John. I got a used Gabbert jersey I want to send you. I would pay money for that jersey to never be worn by another human ever again. Um, I, I have, I, I think I've, I've cataloged. I don't like Blake Gabbert. I don't like him as a person. I don't like him as a player. I don't like that dude. I don't like him at all. He was a terrible teammate when the team needed him and all that crap that was going on. He sucks. I hate that dude. I hate that he wore our jersey. Like it, there, there's a short list 
of players I do not like. <laughs> Gabbert's on there. Uh, so, Brock, I, I will pay you to make sure that that jersey is no longer. Uh, that needs to disappear from the faith of the earth. We need to start, like, a Blaine Gabbert fund where we, like, purchase or, like, find a way to locate <laughs> every single Niners Gabbert jersey and just, like, make it disappear. This needs to be wiped from the face of the earth. Uh, do not like that guy at all. Uh, Luke, I uh, want to say thanks for the gift, man. He says, tattooing a client and listening. Cheers, John. What's up, man? I love it. Uh, hopefully I don't say anything to mess up that guy's tat. Uh, and if you get a little extra time or if they go ahead and conk out because of the pain or whatever, just put stay strong, faithful on their back and really big flame later letters. That's what we need to be uh, doing right there. Now, Luke goes on to ask. He says, he says this, we beat the Colts. Jimmy comes back with a little fire in his belly, guiding the run game. Defense is on. Oh, I love it. We will do our full, um, kind of scouting report predictions episode and stuff later on in the week but i do like those predictions my friend uh that that is awesome um now let's jump into lynch on nbc with matt mayoka and there's some handful of quality quality quotes that i want to talk about okay this is the first one okay and it was kind of it, Again, I, I can't pull the audio off of that because it's under copyright. I tried. I got rejected. So I have to just read them to you old-fashioned style. Sorry about that. Uh, it's just what it is. Um, so the first question was kind of on the the result of the team, that the idea of the team, where you're at, state of the franchise, despite the record, all those things. This is John Lynch. Quote, good news, we have the ability to go and win those games. The bad news is there have been a lot of self-inflicted wounds keeping us from winning those said games. Talking about the last three losses. Now, those last three losses were against three, man, I don't know, not Hall of Fame. Well, Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame. Russell Wilson, Hall of Fame. He'll be there. Uh, and then Kyler Murray's playing at an MVP level. Uh, we'll see about the Hall of Fame if they get booster seats. But um, here's the deal. Whenever you look at this, and I'll say this as well. You know, there was another quote that I pulled later on at a different question, but I love it. Lynch quoted Belichick, and I don't like Belichick, but I've heard this quote before, and I don't, I don't know if this is Belichickian quote where it started, but I've heard Belichick say it a few times as well. Quote, in order to win, you got to first stop yourself from losing, end quote. That's huge, and that's where the 49ers are. They're good enough to win these games, and they section together – you know, where we get five three and outs in a row against an elite quarterback and an elite offense. You, you get, you know, you shut down, uh, whatever. It's happened multiple times. You hold Russell Wilson, or sorry, Kyler Murray to one yard, to one yard. That's winning performances, but we don't string it together. Special teams cost us two games, right? We had the fumbled kickoff return. Then we screwed up the next return because it bounced weird and whatever else. We got terrible field position. It was awful. Now, obviously, there's more contributing factors than that. But those two games were sharply affected on a one-score game by special teams. Then our field goal kicker gets hurt in warm-ups. Oh, my gosh. You know, strains his groin. That, that killed us right there. Then you had a missed field goal with your punter. You got to go for two when you don't want to. It was bad. Turnovers, good Lord. Turnovers for sure. We have seven on offense. I don't even count special teams ones. Penalties, we have eight defensive pass interference. Just a killer. And they're not even like small ones. A lot of those are on critical third downs. And that went on to be scoring drives and again in one score games. You take away these little things that happen, the record changes. So you can't do anything about the past, 
But you can't fix the present or the future without understanding what got you where you are. And I love that John Lynch is recognizing that when the GM of a franchise can say critical situations were missing. When you can say that, okay, what are those critical situations? Converting third and fourth downs. We haven't done well. Drops on third down from vets. That's a problem. McGlinchey, anytime there's a big play needed, why are we running to the right ever? I don't know. Like, that's a problem. Throwing to the right, you got to chip for them. Forcing turnovers from the defense. Defense has been great. Really has been. The one big red flag. No turnovers. We have two turnovers on the season in five games. That ain't going to do it. Like, we're, we're close to the bottom of the league. What's our overall ranking? Let's see here. We're 31st. We're 31st in the NFL in turnovers. Forced turnovers by defense. Turnover margin is one of the largest predictors of win-loss records, anything in the NFL. Like, that's not a new thing. That's just the way that it is. And if you don't win games, or I'm sorry, if you don't force turnovers, you're not going to win a lot of games. That's just reality. And we're not there yet. Um, and then digging yourself into a hole, which we do so often on drives. We'll go out there and get a false start. We'll go out there and get a, a holding penalty. And so we're starting drives first and 15, first and 20. That's not how we're made to work. We're an efficient offense. We're not an explosive offense. That's not what we're designed to do, right? Look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Dink and dunk. Stay ahead of the change. Positive run game. Get your first downs and be efficient. Hard to do that on first and 20. That's just not what it is. It's not what it is. Um, anyway, uh, let's see here. And, oh, man, I, I want to talk about this because I, I think this is, I'm excited about this. We are going to start, man, for those of you who've been with the 49ers Rush podcast for a minute, um, y'all remember the hot mic days? I love that, man. The broadcasting, the game. A lot of people have been asking. I'm, I'm killing myself this year um, with coaching and teaching and doing the podcast and the family stuff and all that. But it's Sunday night football. We got Sunday night football this week. And I want to find a way. And so I did. We got this going, baby. Now listen to how we're going to do this. Okay, so please pay attention right now. I can't let you listen to Chris Collinsworth. I can't let you do it. It's not right. Why do I have this voice and podcast and all these equipment if I can't even stop these amazing listeners and subscribers from listening to Chris Collinsworth? So, in honor of that, for Sunday Night Football, we'll see how it goes. Um, we're going to be live for four plus hours, baby. So, when the game comes on, you turn the TV on, you hit that damn mute button with authority, you turn us on on YouTube, you listen to us. Okay, so you pull it up on your phone. However, again, for you people... You people, I probably shouldn't say that. For the people that just listen traditionally podcast methods, come on now. I need your help. Go to YouTube. This is where we're going to be doing it at, okay? Go to YouTube. Type in John Chapman, 49ers Rush, any of those things. We're going to pull up. Hit subscribe, okay? And then turn on the alerts. You don't have to turn on the alerts, but it'd help us if you do. And join us. We're going to be live the whole football game. I'm going to be bringing a special someone on. Going to be a little bit of a mystery, but I promise you're going to like them. And we're going to be just talking and hanging out through the game. So it's not going to be so much play-by-play -play and stuff like I've done in the past, which the NFL has flagged me for. But, man, I'm not sitting on the sidelines. I don't like that. I want to provide a service that a lot of people have requested and begged for. And the NFL shut us down. But, hey, 
We could do a hangout. We could talk football. I'm not allowed to do play-by-play. I've already got the cease and desist, whatever. I can't do anymore there. But we are going to talk 49ers football. We're going to talk what's happening on the TV live. Okay, so again, Sunday night football, turn the TV on, pull your phone out, computer out, whatever, turn our volume up, turn that freaking mute the TV. I can't. Friends don't let friends listen to Chris Collinsworth. Am I wrong there? Am I wrong? Um, I don't know. Like, am I the only one that whenever he talks, I just like rub my face like this? Like, I can't believe the things that he says. So, uh, anyway, um, we'll see how it goes. Again, I'm biting off more than I can chew. Stop me if that's the first time I've ever done that, uh, literally and figuratively. But, um, yeah, we're going to do it, baby. So we're going to be live Sunday. Come join us, baby. I'm excited. This is the first time I announce it. I'll let you guys know later on as well. We're going to be live. And again, we'll be live for four hours, not stopping us from doing our 49ers therapy report right after the show. Um, so, man, you're going to get five hours of Chapman. It's going to be a good time. So we got a lot of stuff to look forward to. Now, let's talk QBs because I think this is huge. Uh, Red Eye. Uh oh, hold on. Timeout. Red Eye says, What the hell is hashtag CC? Hashtag CC is the countdown crew. Every single time people do hashtag CC, they get entered into giveaways, which we're going to do another giveaway. We got two giveaways coming up at the end of the month. So every single time they hashtag CC, they get entered in. Um, countdown crew, you have to do it the first 90 seconds of each video. That's why we tell you to hit subscribe, turn the alert on. So we're doing it one giveaway um, at the start of what's it called the next month. And then also we have, I think, 297 Patreons. As soon as we hit 300, I'm giving away a full freaking fledged jersey with the patch and all that stuff sewn on for my Patreon members. And that's going to be on there. So it's going to be a prediction thing of a 49ers game, whoever gets that. That's Patreon only. So if you haven't already... Head over there, patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush Podcast, join us. Once we hit 300, which hopefully we'll hit that today, we're going to be giving away a jersey over there. So I'll do like a prediction or something for the game, first touchdown score or something along those lines. So that's the hashtag CC. We do monthly giveaways, and then also we do extra giveaways over on Patreon. And obviously, we do all of our All-22 breakdowns, which I saw somebody threw this in there earlier, and I I appreciated that. Uh, Man, I missed that. I'm scrolling back through the chat. Yeah, San Francisco 49ers Report, which does a hell of a show as always. If you haven't subscribed to them, head over to there, San Francisco 49ers Report. Great show. Does great things. But they put on there John's All-22 breakdowns. Great than i freaking love it man i appreciate the support and i support your show as well man uh great job 49ers so spoiled y'all are spoiled and i freaking love it you know i was talking with nick over with uh nothing but niners we we, we chat quite a bit uh good dude like it's not a competition between us and yeah there's a lot of 49ers podcasters and whatever you want to call us um and i think that's a great thing because you get kind of find and pick your poison and what you know you enjoy and don't enjoy and things like that but, man, it's not a competition. And I know a lot of you guys, because I'm guesting on all those shows, I see the same name show up for all those other shows. And I love it, man. Bring it out. I love it. And a big reason why I do all these community events, like the 49ers Rush Road Trip when we're going to Chicago, man, 
We had Eric Crocker, right? We, we had Jason Aponte. We had Crystal Peachy from Nitty Gritty Niners. We had Mike. We had Nick from Nothing But Niners. Like, people just coming out all over the place. In Chicago, man, we got another big haul. Vish is going to be coming out, which is awesome. Plus a lot of those names I just mentioned. In Los Angeles, when we're going out there, we got people coming out too. So if you want to meet and hang out with these people, 49ers rush road trip, that's going to be the spot. All right, now let's jump over. Let me get a drink. I'm going a little long today. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let's talk about the quarterback situation. <laughs> um, let, let's go into what Lynch said on the quarterback situation, which we, it's kind of on the forefront of all our mind. We're going to talk about this. Quote, this is John Lynch. Quote, I'm, we are in a good position. Jimmy has raised his play. What? Okay, let's pause there. End quote. We'll jump back at this. What the hell? What? <laughs> like, whenever I saw this, I was like, I, I don't, I, help me understand. You look at Jimmy Garoppolo this year, and this isn't going to be a Jimmy G, like, you know, whatever. Like, we're not slamming Jimmy G. He has not improved this year whatsoever. He's been 2-2. Two and two. Um, 66 completion percentage. No, that's not good. Five touchdowns to two interceptions. That's legit. That's on par with where he has been. Uh, but 7.8 yards per attempt. All right, that's decent. Nine's where you want to be. 7.8, a little bit low. Quarterback rating, 96.9. QBR, this is probably the biggest, roughest stat that he has, is a 50.3. Now, if you don't know what QBR is, it's 0 to 100. 50 is a replacement-level quarterback. He's got a 50.3. Been sacked six times. You want to put that on him or not? I don't care. 
Jimmy <laughs> has not raised his play. That hasn't happened. So I, I don't know where he got that. or And I know that you have to kind of like whatever. But he has not done that. So I, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I don't like that. Now, back to John Lynch's quote. Okay, quote. When Trey played, we saw a lot of positive things. There's a lot of room for growth. The future is bright for Trey. And then he goes on to say this later on in this quote. Nothing is more important than finding the way to beat the Colts. Let me just break the end quote. Let me break that down for you. Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter once again. There's no doubt about that. You know, the Trey Lance, Trey Lance knee sprain and not being at practice today. Yeah, that doesn't help. But Trey Lance had the opportunity. We've been saying this a lot of people, a lot of podcasts. Trey Lance is starting week one. We're trading Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm like, man, I don't see it. There's no market for it. Who wants him? Who wants that contract? Plus, this front office loves veteran players. They love them. Kyle Shanahan loves veteran players. Okay? Then on top of that, let's, let's go further. I kept saying, you know, week 11, I think, is whenever everything gets turned over to Trey. But then Jimmy got hurt early. And we said all along, this was going to be an organic transition. Meaning, Jimmy's going to play bad or he's going to get injured. Trey's going to step in. And it was built for that. Now, Trey played fine. He didn't play bad. Obviously, the interception, had excelled a couple passes, missed a couple line reads, things like that, whatever. But he was a rookie. He's 21, whatever. I don't care about that. But he didn't do enough to seize the position. Maybe if he would have won the game, you know, made some of those fourth downs, whatever. We can play that. It's the what-if game. I don't care. What I do know is this. Trey did not do enough to take the job. Do I think Trey Lance should be starting if he is healthy? Yes, I do. I'm not Kyle Shanahan. Probably for a good thing. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start. There's no doubt about that. Um, and later on, whenever he got pressed for this, right? So Matt Mayoko's doing this interview, and he says, Matt Mayoko says this, what has to happen for the transition to trade to take place? This is what Kyle, This is what John Lynch said. He listens to the podcast, by the way. Quote, I think that will play itself out, end quote. Meaning, it sure as hell hasn't happened yet. Will it happen later on? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see there. I'm sticking with my week 11 prediction. Why change it now? Um, I'm just sticking with it. I want Jimmy Garoppolo to play well. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that he is an above-average quarterback that whenever he's surrounded by talent can win games efficiently. That's what the 49ers need right now. But what I do not want, I don't want Trey Lance sitting on the bench. We saw in week one, Trey Lance getting brought in. I think he got six snaps. Like, okay, cool. Let's do some more of that. I want more than six snaps. I'm going to be greedy. I want kind of 10 to 15 snaps, maybe 10 to 20 snaps. Probably not going to happen. But Jimmy Garoppolo starting this game. If there was a bet who's going to be under center first, I would put down my mortgage, <laughs> my, my house note. Jimmy Garoppolo starting. I'm telling you right now. I, I don't care. Even the knee sprained, like it's happening. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is back at practice full today. Trey Lance was not. Jimmy Garoppolo starting, but you have to get him reps. You cannot sit him back and just do freaking uh, scout team quarterback reps. You can't do that. Don't do that. Ugh. Um. Anyway, um. Let's see here from um. Man, I can't read that. Lynn Rat. <laughs> I'm sure I messed that up. Um. Anyway, John, are you going to be calling the games again? Yes, I am going to be calling the games, but it will not be play by play. I'm sure I'm going to do some of that. Um. 
just because I can't help myself, but I'm not allowed to call it play-by-play. Yes, we are going to be live Sunday for multiple hours for this game. Uh, friends do not let friends listen to Collinsworth. Can't do it. Can't can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. What's the? I should play the old uh, <laughs> single tear. Yeah, I want winners. <laughs> um, anyway, now let's move on and let's talk about Brandon Ayuk. And this probably got the most play on social media, right? Um, when he was asked about Brandon Ayuk, here's what John Lynch had to say. Quote, he is extremely talented, but sometimes you run into some speed bumps. He did with his health in training camp. We still believe in Brandon. He goes on a couple, says a couple other things, but in quote. So there are a lot, a lot there, right? Like he's extremely talented. Okay. Basically what that means, whenever, let me tell you, coach speak right now. Okay. Talented means you haven't done it yet. It's like potential. Whenever I tell a kid, a player, man, you're really, really talented. What I'm telling that kid is this is up to you if you're going to be good or not because you're not good. If I tell you you're talented, you're not good. There's a big difference between talented and good. Talented means you can, means you haven't. And that's what John Lynch is doing right now. Hey, he's extremely talented, but sometimes you run into speed bumps. He did with his health in training camp. Well, he's healthy now. I mean, we talked a lot about snap counts last week, you know, all these different things that are kind of going on there and whatever. Um, but listen to me whenever I say this. Brandon Ayuk will be a factor in this offense. It's going, it had, there's no choice. And I could buy everything that John Lynch says, like, okay, we still very much believe in Brandon and all that stuff. Okay, cool. Snap counts say yes. And again, there's lots of stuff on Twitter about the amount of separation. He's not getting a lot of separation. We're seeing that in his targets. Even his targets, he's completely covered, but he's still making plays. That's fine, but you do, here's, here's my problem, okay? If you believe in Brandon Ayuk, you don't take him out of the game for Travis Benjamin. That is bad. If you take him out of the, the game for somebody like Jawan Jennings, Trent Sherfield, I don't like it. But okay, I get it. I understand that. Not the ghost of Travis Benjamin. No, and I'm not trying to bag on Travis Benjamin. He's a replacement-level veteran that hasn't played football in a very long time. But he's part of the Kyle Shanahan loyalty program back with the freaking Browns and whatever else, 2013, figure out all those things, whatever else. Um, yeah, brah, makes me mad. <laughs> get that crap out of my head. Um, so anyway, you kind of talk about that right there. Um, now let, let's go into draft misses because there's a lot to talk about here. Ambry Thomas. Okay. Let's start with him. This is the quote on Ambry Thomas from John Lynch quote. We are very encouraged with what we are seeing with Ambry. He was quite ready. Uh, he wasn't quite ready at the start of the season. We are hopeful at some point. Um, he will help us this season End quote. That's just like a total wish wash. You know, it's word salad. Not a lot to take there, right? That, that that's and that's kind of where Ambry Thomas is. It's a red shirt year for him. Didn't play football last year because of COVID. And if you know anything about his health history and all that stuff, one hundred percent do not have an issue with that. Um, you know, he he's a, he's a Peters guy, right? So he's an Adam Peters guy. So for the people that are out there saying, "Oh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch can't draft," that wasn't their guy. This is Adam Peters, Peters, the president of, you know, the scouting and all that kind of stuff. That's Ambry Thomas' pick. 
It, not to say Lynch and Shanahan didn't have some say-so in it, but you, that doesn't fit that narrative, okay? Um, now, get this. This is, this is a good quote. He goes on to talk about the misses, okay? And he says, quote, you have to study yourself in the league and say what worked and why, or this didn't work and why. We involve our coaching staff a lot, end quote. We'll talk about this later on. No freaking shit. <laughs> Who hired John Lynch, right? We, we get into these debates like the chicken before the egg. Listen to me. Kyle Shanahan before John Lynch. And it's not like, oh, this is you know Lynch's show or whatever. No, no, no. I'm telling you right now. It's Kyle Shanahan's show. We involve the coaches a lot. Yeah, I guarantee you. Kyle Shanahan is the coach. Kyle Shanahan is the offensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan is the play caller. Kyle Shanahan is the general manager. Like, get understand that. Now, John Lynch handles a lot of the day-to-day -day and whatever else, but whenever it comes to the draft, I guarantee you this. If Kyle Shanahan says no, they're not drafting him, especially early. And all the people out there saying, oh, Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. You are a moron if you believe that. If you're listening to people say that, they're – I'm sorry. I, I don't like calling names, so I apologize. I take that back, and nobody's going to remember me taking that back. That's okay. It's a live show. Listen to me. Kyle Shanahan hired John Lynch. That is a fact. That's not up for debate. So anybody that's saying, well, John Lynch really wanted Mac Jones, but or sorry, Kyle Shanahan really wanted Mac Jones, but the personnel said, sorry, Kyle, the guy who hired all of us, you don't get to make this most important decision. Man, you're out of your minds, guys. Like, come on. Like, I understand, like, chasing narratives and trying to build whatever. Get that out of here. That is ridiculous. That, that, that's no man just no <laughs> like i i could this cracks me up i think i have let, let me scroll through this um here we go now do i believe everything out of kyle shanahan's mouth god no no coach would do i believe everything out of john lynch no do i believe everything out of my own mouth yeah sometimes i throw some stuff in there this one dude i'm telling you listen to this clip this is kyle shanahan talking about trey lance and when they fell in love with them in the last couple of weeks is that accurate um no it's not we can go back to january <laughs> for the timeline um which we don't have enough time to go all the way through <laughs> but this is something that started since our season ended and our evaluation of people and starting with where we thought people were going to be available going to people who we thought could be on the trade market to everything um we've been very high on trey since the beginning since day one um and yes, the person everyone else is speculating about, we liked him too. Um, but it was just, honestly, to go through this whole process where, you know, no one has known, you know, my friends, coaches, anybody, um, how John and I feel and how we felt this whole time. And we do that because you don't want to sway people in this building. Um, you want everyone to give you, just work their butts off and give you their honest info. And that's why we don't share at all how we felt about our conversations when we were on vacation talking in the first two weeks of January about these quarterbacks and comparing them to NFL guys. Um, and when we made the trade, we knew exactly where we were going, what we were doing. Now we want an opportunity to go and look at everybody. But I mean, I think just looking at this whole process, I think I was in Mexico the day we made the trade. <laughs> um, and, you know, within hours, you know, there's at least two people who are out there speculating that their opinions are they think we're taking Mac Jones. And ever since then, I've kind of just watched every single person assumed that that was accurate and that, that those weren't opinions, those were facts. And 
We didn't feel that way from the beginning. I wouldn't have said there was no chance we won enough. I, we were going to go through this process, and we wouldn't, I would never have said it couldn't have ended up being him. But I know how we felt about Trey the whole time. And to watch that happen and to kind of watch everyone just assume, you know, because a couple people say something, that's exactly how you feel. We weren't going to work to correct that at all. Uh, that like, give me one piece of evidence. Give me one piece of evidence. And Roland, man, shout out to you, man. Roland says narratives are folks without evidence. That's beautiful, man. Find one piece of evidence why Kyle Shanahan wanted or why he wanted a quarterback, whether it's Mac Jones or somebody else, and could not take him. Who in this organization is saying, sorry, Kyle, you're wrong. We're going to give you whoever you want. And Red Eye, man, I know you're new here, brother. I appreciate you, and I hope you stick around and you know we can talk through some of this. You said Trey Lance was never worthy of a first-round pick. That is crazy talk, brother. Uh, how you come up with that after one start? Um, man, and again, I have over five and a half hours of film breakdowns on him at North Dakota State that would say otherwise. Is he a perfect one? No. But is he a very clean prospect? Yes. Does he have amazing attitude? Yes. Does he have all the talent in the world and body type and arm strength and whatever? Yes. Is he one of the smartest quarterbacks in the draft? Yes. Does he have the perfect attitude? Yes. So, like, again, you could throw out Justin Herbert. I'm not arguing against Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's amazing. And you you talked about how he was a first-rounder. Yeah, there's a big difference between a four-year starter at, you know, a premier program and a guy that didn't. But you cannot say Trance was never worthy of a first-round pick. If the 49ers didn't take Trey Lance third, that dude was going before Justin Fields no matter what. I'm telling you that right now. Um, That's just the reality of the situation. Um, So you can say whatever you want about that, and that's cool. We're allowed to disagree, and you could be dead set on, oh, Trey Lance ain't it. That's cool. I know those people exist. I know they do. They're Mac Jones supporters. <laughs> like, that's okay. Mac Jones is playing well. We knew Mac Jones was going to be good from the start. That was what he was bringing. But very, very low ceiling. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll see here. Yeah, Red Eye is a Seahawks fan. I'm seeing that in there. That's cool. I, I pre- Oh, what's up, Peachy? I gave you a shout-out earlier. I don't know if you were with us, but uh, appreciate you. Uh, glad that you were here, as always. Check out Nitty Greedy Diners. Um, awesome show. They do a great job over there. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> let's jump back to this quote. I love it. Okay. So again, yeah, coaches are involved a lot. Now here's where he goes next. This is John Lynch talking about the draft misses in quote. What has been the common thread on when we hit and where we have gone wrong with where we missed? We have a good idea of what that is, but I think we're going to keep that in house in quote. So that's huge. So again, they're not naive to the fact that like, oh, well, you know, sometimes players work out. No, no, no. You go back and you analyze. Man, I, I'm small potatoes, right? This production, it's me. It's one-man shop. It's cottage, cottage industry. Uh, I go back and try to figure out, okay, what gets picked up? What doesn't? Where's the volume at? What gets the most comments? Things like that. And I try to figure these things out. It's just me with three jobs at the same time and a family and all these things. Guarantee you a billion-dollar industry like the 49ers are going to spend time self-scouting and going back through and rehashing and paying attention to why things work or why they don't. So that that's great news. I, I love hearing that. And, you know, he gave a little peek later on into this. And we're going to jump back into this with injuries later on. So this part we have to kind of like hit the pause button, and we're going to jump back to this later. 
But the next was a question that was asked by Matt Mayoko. And again, I strongly recommend go listen to this. Um, great, great job. Mayoko, Mayoko doesn't even know who I am, but that's okay. Um, it's a good show. Just NBC on their YouTube channel. Type in John Lynch. You'll see it. Um, Mayoko asked this question. On later pr- players outperforming the earlier picks that we have this year, right? So the best players in this draft so far, Elijah Mitchell picked several rounds after Trey Sermon. You have Jalen Moore picked several rounds after um, Aaron Banks. Uh, and again, um, which one, uh, also Demo picked several rounds after Ambry Thomas. So you have these three different positions where you pick two guys. The, la- the later guy is performing better in every single situation so far. Now that could change, but that's kind of where we're at now, right? Um, so this is what John Lynch had to say, quote, yeah, it matters, but the ultimate thing is we don't care where you're drafted or if you're drafted at all. It is really important that the Aaron Banks of the world become players. Aaron Banks is going to be a great player for us moving forward. This was, this is funny. Danny Brunskill, he called him Danny. (laughs) Danny Brunskill is a tough player to beat, end quote. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, John, I'm with you. And then he just whoop just takes a turn. Like he zigged when he should have zagged there. Uh, don't bring Daniel Brunskill, who I think is a very, very good utility offensive lineman. I love that he's on our team. The problem is I don't think he's a quality starter at the right guard position unless he's playing Aaron Donald. That's it. He plays great against Aaron Donald somehow. Nobody else can figure it out. For some reason, he can't. So Aaron Banks, yeah, we'll see, man. It's going to take time. And it's a problem that he's been so bad. Now, the question was asked again, Why? whatever his challenge has been, listen to this, listen to this. It's an issue. John Lynch, quote, Aaron's move from left guard to right guard, and that has been a challenge. Trying to get his body honed in and ready for the NFL action, also an issue. I'm a firm believer that at some point this year, he will be out there this season helping us win games, end quote. Now, I will say this. It is hard to move from left to right. It's much easier to move from guard to tackle than it is left to right side. It's just, it's a different body. Like, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how to equate this, but it's, it's like you always eat with your right hand. Now you got to eat with your left hand. It, it takes getting used to because your predominant power foot, whether you're a basketball player and you go up for layup and you always jump off of one foot, switching that over the other one, that's difficult. You know, I've coached, coached long jumpers and triple jumpers. Um, Again, you have your power, your power step, your power leap. And we spend the first day in jumpers, you know, when we get our jumpers, figuring out what that power one is. It usually is pretty natural, but like it matters your footwork. It matters in your kick slide. It matters those things. Uh, usually NFL players can figure it out. Some people can do it really, really easily, but his weight has been an issue. That's a problem. Um yeah, Newt. This is what I thought too. Newt, thank you. Uh, he says, you don't just beat out Cassius Marsh. Yes, like that's it, man. Like <laughs> we have these players and Daniel Brunskill's very good. Um, he is a utility lineman who can play all five positions. Those are rare, but I don't think he's an NFL starter. I think he's a replacement level starter. And so you you draft in the second round a guard to take that job. And we all we all pinned in. That, yeah, Aaron Banks is going to be starting day one. I, I was guilty. Guilty. You don't spend that draft capital whenever all those players on the board still unless you believe this player to be a starter. Man, and look at the names. This is off the top of my head. Creed Humphrey was still there. Ugh. 
He's playing incredible for the Chiefs, and that bothers me. You guys all know I was a Creed Humphrey guy, right? Like, that's huge. Gregory Rousseau, still there. Had some health issues, whatever else. Now, ASJ was there when we first picked in the second round, but we traded back. He went a pick before us. That was an issue. Rondell Moore, still there. These are just the Chapman guys that I was screaming, you know, pounding the table with. Like, those are the three guys that I really wanted. Now ah, we missed them. But we can't do anything about that now. And is Aaron Banks a complete bust? No, I don't think so. We, you can't do that. In three games. John Lynch even talked about this where he said, you know, I didn't play for my th first three years. That's the way the NFL used to be. You would come in and sit. Sit down, rookie. Not anymore. Not with the contracts and all the hype and all those things. No, rookies come in and play. Unless you're the 49ers. <laughs> rookies, rookies don't play. Uh, it's just different. It's different. Now, let's jump back over to the injuries. Here was the quote on the injuries because 49ers are always impacted by them. I think we're on, even before the John Lynch era, uh, seven years straight now that we've been in the bottom eight of injuries. 2021's looking like we're going to be pretty close to that currently. Um, so, oh, man. All right. I got to pause the show real quick. Red Eye, dude, I appreciate you, man. Uh, don't come in here with, like, all this, like, nah, man. Lance is just calling Kaepernick. Oh, you even said, yeah, I'm sorry, man. You gone, bro. You, I, I, I ain't bringing that. He's out. He's out. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. You better than that. You want to compare a player to another player, that's cool. That crap ain't flying right here, man. That's not who we are. That's, that's not 49ers Rush. You go back to your other podcast, you're not welcome here anymore, brother. So appreciate you. Uh, and if you want to come back, that's cool. But uh, you're not going to be talking or having any comments. I'm sure I'll get no votes and all those one stars. That's okay. I ain't putting up with that shit, man. Uh, get that crap out of here. Crap in, crap out. We're a positive community. Building that football IQ, all those things. Hell no. That, that shit ain't flying, man. And y'all see people doing that stuff? Get that out of here. Um, so <laughs> yeah, bye Felicia. All right. <laughs> so let's, let, let's go back and, um, let, let's talk, uh, injuries. All right. Uh, red eyes injured right now. His pride's hurting on the sideline. All right. Here's the quote injuries, John Lynch on injuries quote early on. We tried to gain value, um, out of guys that's been hurt. You find out that hurt guys stay hurt. You try to adjust some things, and hopefully that will pay dividends, end quote. Oh, man, Th this should have been the headline. But there was just so much to unpack with the two and three, whatever else. Hurt guys stay hurt. All right, I'm cool with that. Now, I'm not sold on injury prone and whatever and like just labeling players like that. No, 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 I don't think that's what we're looking for. But, man, yeah, hurt guys stay hurt. And you look at the draft trajectory, you know, in the evolution since John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have been here. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. There, there's a lot of that. You drafted a lot of guys that have been hurt a lot, and it didn't pan out. But I love this. You try to adjust some things, and hopefully that will pay dividends. And they did adjust things. This I agree with. You look at the 2021 draft class and free agent class that the 49ers brought in this year. There's no injury history with any of them besides Talanoa Hufunga. And they took him. Like, super late in the sixth, right? Uh, fifth round. Fifth round, sorry. Fifth round, Elijah Mitchell was sixth round. So, every free agent they brought in, no injury history at all. Samson and Baca, nothing, right? So, like, it also kind of felt like this is a shot at Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, now, it's not Jimmy's fault. It's never a 
players' fault that they get injured. And we get upset because we like rely on them, whether it's Jason Verrett or Jimmy Garoppolo or go down through the list, whatever. It's not their fault. No player's trying to get injured. Well, some players do. I get that. That's a side issue. I don't want to talk about that now. But they're trying to stay healthy. They're trying to help their team because it's a meritocracy in the NFL. And if you perform well, you get paid well. And they're all trying to get paid and better their families. So when a player gets hurt and we get pissed off at the player, like, do you understand that dude just lost millions of dollars? Like, he's not doing it on purpose. And then you got Joe Schmo or Red Eye on Twitter, social media, saying, this dude's a bum. And then they add him, and they attack the family and all that stuff. Hell, dude, this dude just lost the job, his dream, because of an ankle injury or a calf or an ACL. Nobody does that on purpose. But there is trends in trajectory that you got to pay attention to. And Jimmy Garoppolo, again, he'll tell you. He said it in the press conference. He's so freaking sick and tired of getting injured. It's not like he's not working. George Kittle, he spent so much time this offseason working on ankle, knee, foot, all these things. And guess what? He gets a calf injury. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. But you can't. it's, It's not the player's fault. But whenever you look at what the 49ers did in 2021, Trey Lance, no injuries. No injuries. None. Okay? Aaron Banks, no injuries. How many straight starts? I'd have to go back through my, my notes. You missed no starts because of injury. You look at um, our third-round pick, right? Banks. Yeah. No injuries. He did have, uh, I think it was colitis or something like that where he was in the hospital for a while. He fought through it, came back and played even though he was like 30 pounds underweight. Like this is another guy that just freaking played through everything. Now he took off because of COVID. Again, he had some health concerns, not injury concerns, right? There's a big difference between those things. And again, he's been out there. He's been with us. Let's keep going through it, right? We, we've got we've got time. Trey Sermon, he had one entry at Oklahoma, transferred, was a workhorse back, got all those things, no issue. Talanoa Hufunga, he had shoulder issues. He's been lights out. Demo, no shoulder, uh, no injury issues at all. Jalen Moore, no issues. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, no issues. So, like, for the people that are like, oh, we keep drafting. No, dude, where's your evidence? Man, I, I got to go back. I forgot who said it again. I want to give him credit. Roland. Narratives are for people without evidence. Man, that is well said. Ooh, that's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go visit Luna and get that tattooed uh, across, maybe on my cheek, cover up this red patch right here. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> any of those things. Uh, man, Kali, Kinlaw, should we be concerned? The consistency just isn't there. I think you're right, man. And, yeah, we're in concerned territory. It's only second year. But we've seen two Kinlaws. We've seen Kinlaw really, really good, dominant in the run game. Then we've seen Kinlaw with this knee issue. Not dominant, not consistent. So are we in, you know, concerned territory? Uh, Yeah, I think it's starting. You know, you always want to wait three years. But the thing is, we've seen it from Kinlaw. We've seen Kinlaw be good. Now, is he a sack master and all those things? No, no. But he's a dominant run defender. And whenever Kinlaw has played well, Fred Warner has been the best linebacker in the NFL, hands down. When Kinlaw has played average or below average, Fred Warner, still a good linebacker, probably Pro Bowl level, not all pro level. This 49ers defense is not playing its best ball because Kinlaw is huge in this. 
one of those things that you kind of got to, you know, figure out. Uh, you got to see that. Um, I, I, and so I don't, I don't know. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dequavius, he says, John, you think we had a shot at Watson? Maybe, but not once. Not once those rumors came out. Or I don't want to call them rumors. I'm not trying to whatever. Once the legal stuff came out, no. This front office has been a hard, fast no. Ever since Ruben Foster, and I think that was a huge turning point for this franchise, we ain't playing that game. And that's just a whole nother thing. Once you get in there, just no, no, no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've shown we'll trade three first-rounders plus to go get a quarterback. Sean Watson, I was in love with him, man. That dude is a hell of a player and was an awesome person in his community. Um, you still, you can't take that away from him, all the stuff that he's done for you know poor people and housing and things like that. It's incredible. But, yeah, now, no, there's no way. Um, it's not there. So, you guys are awesome. Um, again, if you're just paying attention or you just came in or you came in late, we're going to be live during the, the Packers game. Okay, so we're going to be live all game talking some football. So come join us on YouTube. It's only on YouTube. So I need you to do me a favor. Okay, type in, go to YouTube. Everybody's got it. And you're like, oh, I don't like YouTube. Uh, I want to listen to Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. I get that. I do the same thing. I listen to podcasts on Spotify. Um, that's what I do as well. But be with us during the game. This is going to be awesome. I'm not sure. We're going to keep doing this. So based on the turnout and the experience that the community has, um, we will continue this in the future or we will not. Uh, this is up to you guys. So I'd leave this in your hands, my amazing people. You guys are the absolute best. Thank you for everything, all of the support, the community, and for taking care of trolls like Red Eye. We don't do that crap around here. That's not who we are. You guys are amazing. And as always, stay strong, faithful. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.